0: I get it. I mean, the Pirates have to trade their veteran guys. They have to trade their best veteran guys at peak value in order to bring back more prospects into the pool to create that much more competition and roster tension and everything else throughout the organization that we're already starting to see. But I've got one player, one older player, where I'm drawing the line. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Pirates are back in action tonight in St. Louis, 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time. First pitch, JT Brubaker's on the mound Jacob Stallings might or might not play. He sustained a quad contusion in the game Sunday. And you watch, that player will be the one who's most missed if he ends up sitting out for any significant period of time. I know, look, I know Cabrian Hayes is the top talent. I know he's the one everybody wants to see, and I know it's really hurt this baseball team to not have Kebrian around since the second game, but the more I see of Stallings and what he does in all facets of the game, the less inclined I am to give him up. I don't need to tell you. If you're listening to a show called Daily Shot of Pirates, I don't need to tell you what Stallings brings to the equation. He might be the best defensive catcher in all of baseball. And on top of that, he bats right around where he is now pretty consistently. He's at 257 right now, 805 OPS. Occasional pop, more than occasional it seems, big hits, loves to come through for his team, shows that. Excellent in dealing with the pitching staff and being a liaison between the coaches and the pitching staff where it's needed. If you saw his emotional reaction the other day when Mitch Keller got the big strikeout, and when I say emotional, wasn't for himself. He was looking right back at Mitch when he made the hand gesture. This is, this is a player that you want around. This is a player who makes the people around him better, in particular, the pitchers. They will sing the praises. Of Jacob Stallings in a way that I never could. They'll do it mostly about his ability to block pitches in the dirt and what that affords them the luxury of doing when they're out on the hill, including with guys on third base. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He'll call for a pitch in the dirt and the pitcher will throw it with conviction, knowing it's not going to the backstop. Doesn't matter who's on base, where, what the situation is. That's what they'll talk about more than anything else. But he also leads the majors in quality pitch framing, according to advanced analytics. He controls the running game when his pitchers are cooperating. And if you have a young staff which the pirates have and are going to have for the foreseeable future the last thing you'd want is to have that young staff navigating its way through the majors in their first year, second year or rookies depending on how, you know how quickly Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker were to come up if they end up being the Pirates' number one overall draft pick this summer. There are no catchers in this system. Not at any level. There is not a single catcher who could be considered a prospect in this system. Not yet. They might emerge, but they aren't there yet. And I can't think of anything more calamitous than putting together real live Major League Potential arms. Especially the starters, who need that rhythm. And then lining them up with lousy catchers. I just don't think you can do it. I don't think you can afford to do it. I don't think you can afford to send out Jacob Stallings. In fact... I'll take this to a different extreme. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by the North Shore Tavern. That's the home of Steak on a Stone and also home to the planet's only fully dedicated pirate sports bar. Front to back, every wall, every inch of every wall. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Nothing but bucko's. It's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, right next to Mike's Beer Bar, which is the companion venture on that corner. If you've been to Mike's and you loved it, you'll also love North Shore Tavern. A little bit of a different experience, especially that steak on a stone thing. has to be tried to be believed. North Shore Tavern, right across from PNC Park. I'd approach Stallings about an extension. It's not mandatory, it's not necessary, and there are a lot of teams that believe that you don't offer a contract until you absolutely have to. I'll tell you what Stallings' contract situation is first. A, he's 31 years old, but he's only got two years and change of service time to his name. He's arbitration eligible for the first time next year in 2022. What that means, short version, the Pirates already hold his rights for the next three years. He's currently making $1.3 million. Arbitration, he'll end up making significantly more. He won't be breaking anybody's bank. So they, they're able, eminently able, to hold on to him for another three years without worrying about anything. And you never know. Catchers don't last as long. They get concussions, their knees go bad, and whatever else. Maybe it is the right approach to just go year by year. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. I think this is a player that you could approach with a guaranteed contract over the next three years. You buy out his arbitration, and you put into place Uh, They did this with Starling Marte and Gregory Polanco and, and a couple of other players, so this might sound familiar to those of you who follow the sports finances closely. You put in club options that buy out, from the club standpoint, a year or two of free agency. So if you decide you want that player, you have to pay up at a certain level. If you decide that you don't want that player for those years, you pay a much, 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 much smaller buyout figure. But this way, you set up Stallings with basically his main contract for his career. And you make it known to everyone at every level of your organization, including, by the way, should it come to pass, potential free agent pitchers, That this is our catcher. This is the guy we're going with. He's going to be here in Pittsburgh. We're not trading him. We're not moving him. We're not selling him off. If you come to pitch in Pittsburgh, you will be pitching to this extraordinary catcher. I have not made any kind of a fuss, really, about the payroll nosediving as it has because I get what's going on and I get that In two or three years, you're going to want to see that payroll go not up, way up. To make sure that you're keeping the people who are the parts, the vital parts of your future. Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, etc., etc. To me, Jacob Stallings is one of those. I don't care what his age is. I just don't. And I'd like to see him stay in Pittsburgh for a long time. Move everyone out. Uh, not everyone else. Move Adam Frazier, Richard Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson. Go right down the list, okay? Not Jacob Stalins. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question and today's comes from orin who asks with kai tom being a rule five do you think there's any talent there worth keeping him on the roster they also could offer him to the mets and if they really like him then pick him out as a free agent i can't see why any other team would waste a roster spot and by that i'm sure you mean you know, just on Rule 5 picks in general. The funny thing is, is the Pirates are about to have three of those guys on the roster when Jose Soriano returns from a long-term injury. Along with Luis Oviedo and, of course, Tom. A lot, not a lot of people realize that Tom is still a Rule 5 guy because he's now on his second team this year in that chain. But all of the Rule 5 Restrictions still apply to him. I'm not going to lie. I'm not crazy about the guy. I understand, appreciate, and embrace the importance of getting on base to offense. I also understand, appreciate, and embrace that you need to be able to hit the ball in order to play in the majors. And Tom has done that sporadically at the big league level and understanding that it's a small sample size. But I look at his at-bats and I see him as someone who's looking to work a walk. And when I see you do that and the pitcher is on deck, man, I'm, I'm tuned out. I'm tuned out. And he's done it more than once. Uh, There are times you've got to be looking to swing the bat. And in fact, Rick Eckstein's own stated approach is that you should always be thinking aggressively, but do that while focused on a small specific quadrant of the strike zone. So yeah, in theory, you could say, all right, look, Tom has an excellent eye, which he really does, and always has, and he finds ways to uh, get the pitch that he's looking for, or at least avoid the pitches that he's not looking for, and he can be coached into becoming that player who does find that sweet spot and does feel that aggression and go after the ball. But I haven't seen a whole lot of that in my time watching baseball, have you? I I haven't seen a whole lot of players who are just uh, conditioned to work walks and then all of a sudden become really aggressive at the plate. Uh, If you think to the, the guy that I consider to be the role model in this regard in all of baseball, Joey Votto in Cincinnati, there isn't a walk that Joey Votto doesn't love. But Joey Votto also gets it that when he sees his pitch, he's not messing around. He's playing in the great American bandbox. If he puts his bat on it, there's a really good chance he'll get four total bases out of it. He has found the perfect mix of those two things. But Joey Votto had that upon arrival in Cincinnati. He had that all through the red system coming up the ladder. He didn't acquire it late in his career. Uh, Tom's not a kid. Tom's not a kid even though he's a Rule 5. He's 26 years old. He's There's a really good chance that he is what he is. And when he has hit the ball, when he has swung, there hasn't been much to it. He's a little guy that doesn't have a whole lot of you know, a whole lot of oomph when he hits the ball. I don't mean to be, you know, the downer here. I just, just you asked. I, I, I haven't I haven't really liked what I've seen of the guy. Um, and I, I know how this works, believe me. The moment you mention something about walks or whatever, it immediately turns into a, oh, you hate money ball arguments or something. And that's not at all it. That's not at all it. It's just that, to me, in order to play regularly in the majors, at some point you have to be able to hit the ball, and he hasn't been able to do that yet. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today. We will do another one tomorrow.